0: Welcome to episode 23, episode 1 in terms of in-person. I'm out. Hey, welcome, Mr. Offseason Kyle. How you doing? Back in, literally, in the building. Um, yeah, we're fired up. This has been awesome so far. Uh, here we are, we're approaching championship weekend, AFC, NFC championship, and we got the Pro Bowl, then we got the Super Bowl. But so far, season 1, 22 million short-form views over, what was
1: it? 70,000 hours of watch time on the channel. Seventy thousand. A lot. We hours. appreciate you guys. like. We've had a lot of fun making this so far. Um, it seems like everyone's liking it, and you know we got a lot of cool stuff coming up for season two too. Yeah. So
0: we're honestly today, we're gonna bring in a totally different concept. No guests. We're gonna dive deep into some teach tape. We're gonna play some games. This is gonna be fun. We're gonna break down what's been happening in football, obviously, um, and we're also feeling out this whole like. Season two is going to be off season. So this like live in person vibe too. So stay through the end of this episode. This is either going to be totally different than all the others or way better than all the others. And we'll build off of it from there. Uh, But either way fired up to have you back in Cali. It's gonna be a great off season. Uh, All the stuff that's going on football wise. But as far as the rooms concerned. We're gonna bring our game. I don't know. We're gonna bring some fun stuff here. We're fired up and it's the off season. So we can actually drink beers on camera. This is great. Or I, you can join me in drinking beers on camera. I was Either just way, them under
1: the table the whole time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Good. So, fired up. Let's get into it. What is an NFL quarterback rule like? So, two years ago, I trained Sam Darnold and Josh Allen and Kyle Allen. That was my draft class.
1: My, 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 my. I think that this league is filled with opportunities, and the guys that that stay in the league for a long time are the guys that take advantage of those opportunities. I'm just a big believer in repetition. I'm a big routine guy, and goals never end. I'm just a big. big, 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 big. I'm a big routine guy, and goals, goals, goals. once I stepped on that field today, it was good, man. Yeah, so we're gonna get into throw it deeper, check it down. If you are a subscriber and you're not new here, you know what this is. If you're new, this is throw it deeper, check it down. We got throw it deeper, check it down. Basically, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through the league. We have different takes, different hot takes, different things happening around the league. Coaches getting fired, people getting. Traded, quarterbacks playing great, people playing bad. But we're going to give you the take that's out there, and if we like it, we're going to throw it deep. Mm-hmm. If we hate it, we're going to check it down. Check it down. So let's get right into it. The first one. Cowboys should listen to their fans mm. and trade Dak Prescott. Are we throwing it deep or checking it? Mm. I, I, this was down? Like this was like a,
0: I'm going to check this down, and then right when I went to check it down, I pulled the ball back. And you got sacked? I, no, because obviously I avoided somebody. Okay, So I like an But, <sighs> dude. So, you know who flipped me on this? Is Dan Orlovsky. Right. Who, shout out Dano, is just like killing it on TV right now. Break but he's notes. not killing it on TV because he's saying outlandish shit. I, don't, I haven't heard him say something that I really disagree with yet. And one of the things is, and what's interesting about Dan is, Dan is boys with Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is the OC in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So if Dan has an opinion on Dak Prescott's play, he knows what Dak is being asked of. I'm not saying that Dan talked to Kellen and Kellen told him. I'm just saying he knows what Kellen's asking, right? If you're fr- like I got friends that are OCs and head coaches. Whether I ask them if they ask the guy to do that or not, I know what they're asking him to do. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of bad tape out of Dak Prescott. There's a lot of, like, he had one a couple weeks ago. It was, like, spacing over here, and there's the gimme option, right? It was a quick out. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, you only take that if, it's, if it's, it's a gimme or whatever the term is for that. Like, take it or yeah. go or whatever. And he just straight throws a pick.
1: Yeah, against Washington, huh? Bro, yeah. it was, like, he pick just six. straight
0: throws a pick. Yeah, Pick six. Yeah. So that got my attention because I don't watch a lot of the Cowboys and – Primetime game playing against somebody, whatever. I, I just, I'm not like watching the Cowboys play every week. And I watched that clip and then I went back on tape on my little iPad and I was like, I want to see what Dan's talking about because he's not going to tug on a thread that's not there. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching it and I'm like, there's some bad tape. So I don't know contract situation. All right. I know it was four years, 120 million, fully guaranteed, no trade clause, whatever. I know it's that not was not, it. So not. I don't know what if this is year three of it or whatever. But I know there's teams that would want Dak Prescott. And I know that Jerry Jones wants to, wants to win a Super Bowl yesterday. Now, he might be a bigger part of the problem than anybody else there. But like, I don't know, I might throw that deep. I don't know who you're gonna get where you guarantee it's, he's better than Dak right now. Dak is so many things that you want in a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's great. Colin Cowherd has had a take for a long time that when you have a star on the helmet, it's different, you're yeah. like a Laker. Very Yankee. Like, I totally connect to that. Dak is unbelievable off the field, great leader, great dude. But they're not, they're not winning in the playoffs. And not. the NFC and the AFC, it's like the AFC is like way more difficult route. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're celebrating a playoff win. You I know what I mean? They're not really celebrating. They're not celebrating, but I'm saying... Well, no, their fans should be celebrating the fact that they're a playoff winner. Another Danilovsky Yeah, Lofsky Kyle Brandt take. The Kyle, takes, the the Kyle yeah, take yeah. was like, you should celebrate. Yeah, you haven't won a Congrats. Yeah. And Kyle Brandt said... You're like shitting goes, on their graves. He said, basically. you guys haven't won a playoff game since I got my driver's
1: license. Yeah. That's fucked
0: up. <laughs> it's true, though, right? It's like, that's who you are. You haven't done anything since 97, and no. now you want a playoff game. That's awesome. And my point is, like, the owner wants something different, but... The quarterback's got to be the reason that you willed a bad team to the playoffs and got a win, like Trevor Lawrence. Right. Right? A team that has been bad for a long time and really bad last year. And the quarterback played well enough, and people around him, too, to get them a playoff win. This is different. This is, you got a playoff win, and we're pissed that you didn't get more. You're throwing it deep? Ah, I think I'm throwing it deep. I love
1: Dak, but I
0: just, I think I'm throwing it deep.
1: I mean, I'm with you. This is like, this is on the line here, but. is like
0: the most controversial shit I've ever said, by the way. This is the most controversial? Probably.
1: Stuff. Oh, you're camera. Your very PR over here. I yeah. know. I'm going to check it down on this one, okay? And I'm with you, right? Show me. There's a lot of, of random bad tape, and precursor, there's a lot of random bad tape of me out there, too. So this is not me saying I'm Yeah, but you're not anybody. making $40 million a year. Okay, so let me go on with it. You're only making three. Yeah. Just one year. Millionaire. Then. One year. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to my Dak take. His best, his best is really, really good. I agree. His best is very good. It's top ten in the league? At least. At least. At his least. best, okay. right? The thing that gets me with Dak sometimes is that his best is in the first quarter, the second quarter, first and second down, you know, third quarter. They threw up a stat the other night, though, when they were playing, and he said he had 20 game-winning drives in his career. And I literally said out loud, I was like, that can't be right, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's no way that's right. Like you said, there's a lot of bad tape on there. There's a lot of things where you scratch your head. Even in the, the San Francisco game when he, he was checking front side and he had a jerk route backside, and he went back and he kind of just threw it blind, and it, Fred Warner picks it off, sure. you know? But I think his best is just good enough to, and I know he's so late in his career, that's why I go back and forth on this, but his best is good enough to get them there. And I think that this year, you give him one more year, maybe he gets to that point instead of starting over with somebody. Or maybe Jerry Jones wants to make a splash play. But in my opinion, Dak's best is good enough to get him there. So I'm going to check it down on that one.
0: Yeah, it's, it's super close, right? Because yeah. there's so much good mm-hmm. and there's just enough bad. This is not a, like, he's bad. Yeah, I don't think like he's a, bad at all. Dude, yeah. he's awesome. He's a great NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think he should be making 40 million dollars a year just to have to the bear the burden of the star on the helmet exactly. alone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but that's a really good defense. Those are good. A wide very good that's a good back. I mean Ezekiel Elliott's mm-hmm. here too. So I just I don't know, man. I, I very controversial for me. Like I'm going to hear it from somebody but
1: I want to throw that deep. I like it. All right, we're going to move on. Second one, if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl this year, it's more impressive than Tom Brady's first Super Bowl. Throwing it deep or checking it down. Do you remember Tom Brady's first Super Bowl? I was kind of alive. What was it, 2003? Yeah, you were probably like I was nine. Seven, no, I was seven. Oh, you were, I made a joke you
0: were nine, you were actually <laughs> seven. Not,
1: sorry. Cool. <laughs> all right, but before we go, let me read you some stats on both of their starts to their careers, all right? Brock Purdy, seventh round pick this year, pick 262, Mr. Irrelevant, right? Third string on the depth chart. He was almost cut before we played him our last preseason game, actually. So Brock's an Arizona high school quarterback. I've heard about Brock. I've never met him. I talked to him after the game when we played them in the preseason, right? But Nate Sudfeld was there. He got $2 million guaranteed by San Francisco to mm-hmm. be there, too, because Jimmy wasn't even supposed to be there, right? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Brock played so good in the preseason, they cut him, <laughs> and they kept Brock instead. And then they re-signed Jimmy as the two, mm-hmm. and then Brock was the three, right? So... Brock's a three. So okay. Brock's
0: like one break away from being in the XFL
1: with me. Exactly, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so crazy. So close on the cusp, right? So crazy. Rookie, obviously. 49ers were 7-4 and four before Brock's first start. If he wins the Super Bowl this year, he will be 10-0 and 0 as a starter this year. Unbelievable. Mm. So let's go back to Tom Brady's stats when he got drafted, right? Round six, pick 199. Fourth on the depth chart, his rookie year. Like, who keeps four quarterbacks? That's even crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, they even talked about it before. Back in the day, though, you could
0: keep three, and it didn't count against your roster. So teams Whoa. kept three, but still nobody kept four. It didn't count against your roster? No. It was, you, you just got had a, an you extra spot? You got a 53rd spot? spot or whatever it was, 54th spot, yeah.
1: Wow. I wish I still did that. Dude,
0: in 2010, when they changed the CBA, it got rid of, like, 30 jobs.
1: Yikes. Crazy. All right. Anyways, move on. His second year, so Brock's a rookie, this is Tom's second year. He took over, led them to the Super Bowl. They won. Obviously, the rest is history. Mm-hmm. But – the take is that if if Brock wins it this year, it's more impressive than when Tom. Throwing it. deeper check it down. I'm throwing it deep. Mm-hmm.
0: This is unbelievable, dude. Yeah. Are you kidding? Like I said, he's like a one break away from being in the XFL. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is banana I, and I don't want to hear like Mike Shanahan and like Brandon like Debo Samuel's not that good. You know what I mean? Like Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan. You're too old for that shit, man. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like Like, I think Debo Samuel's a great player. He's not a top three wideout in the league who just... He's a great player. No, he's an unbelievable player, but I'm saying, like, list the top NFL receivers, like, straight-up wideouts. Like, he's showing up five, six, seven, eight on that list, right? That's respect. Ayuk's not on that list. Ayuk's a great player. First-round pick, Mm -hmm. dynamic playmaker. George Kittle's the second best tight end in the league, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, clear-cut. That's fine. Christian McCaffrey's awesome. He wasn't there all year. Number one running back. Christian McCaffrey? Yeah. For sure. But, like, he showed up weak, whatever. You know what I mean? So, I'm just saying, like, it's not, this isn't the most dominant offensive roster we've ever seen. When Tom Brady was rolling, like, and throwing 50 touchdowns, like, you're talking about Randy Moss, Wes Walker. So, this is not the best cast that we've ever seen around a young guy. Mm-hmm. We've seen really good casts around people. I'd say this is an awesome cast. Yeah. Dude, the dude is making plays and not turning the ball over. Yes. So sixteen touchdowns, three picks. I think I saw
1: Sounds something right. like that. So yeah.
0: it, I'm just saying, this is great decision. This is great play calling. This is great players around him. This is all of those things for sure. Mm-hmm. You're not in the NFC Championship unless you have that, right? right. Jalen hurts. Like you go through that list of uh, that roster and you're like, eh, it's kind of the same. You know, AJ yeah. Brown. I'll take AJ Brown over anybody mm-hmm. on on the, in that huddle in, in San Francisco outside of Christian McCaffrey. Right? The running backs good. So like look, this is the final four. Every all these rosters are really good, right? All mm-hmm. these huddles have horses in them. It's just I think Brock Purdy, you made a comment, I don't know, at some point, where you were like, Sometimes as a rookie, there's so much coming at you mm-hmm. that like all you can do is play within the system yeah. and just play ball. And there's some like beauty and like, the simplicity in that. Yeah. But I'm throwing it deep. This is more impressive to me, especially you know he beat Tom Brady. You know the Niners beat Tampa, but cool. he beat Tom Brady. That yeah. was like crazy. So just the way this season's gone for him, I look
1: at Brock Purdy and I'm just like blown away. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, I gotta throw a deep here too. And you live through the Tom Brady stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like I was seven, so I didn't see. Like I lived through. I mean, I lived through his peak years, but I didn't live through the early years, yeah. right? But when you look at Brock, and it's kind of like you you can't really truly appreciate it in the moment. Like, you're just kind of at this point, I feel like people are just waiting for him to slip up, right? Yeah. Like, oh, he's going to have a bad game. at
0: some point. I am. Like,
1: and, like, you just, he just keeps ticking, 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 7-0, 8-0. He's going to be 9-10-0 9-10, if he wins the Super Bowl. And so I'm throwing a deep two. Like, 16 touchdowns at three interceptions. I don't care who you have around you as a rookie, who is the third string, who, like you said, like probably didn't even know if he was going to make the team, thought it was going to mm-hmm. be the XFL. Incredibly impressive. Yeah. The way he handles himself, the way the team respects him, the way they uplift him, it's amazing. And the 49ers, I mean, they were getting there, but they weren't making it to the big game. They weren't making it yeah. to the Super Bowl, and they still have not So he's still got to do yeah. it. But if it goes down and he does win, I'm, I'm throwing it deep two. I think it's more impressive.
0: Talk for a second about, like, how important the offseason is like OTAs and mainly training camp and like getting yourself ready for a season because there's no way this guy got one meaningful snap.
1: No, you don't get one meaningful snap. Obviously. Like not even,
0: like not even routes on air. I don't think he threw a slant to Brandon Ayuk. Not once. Until
1: week 11. I also think that's a little overrated. I think you like did. the the best question is, is like, your first start, you're, like, the backup or the three, and you get into, like, your media day on Wednesday, and all the local reporters are, like, how is it getting reps with the number one receiver? You guys getting your chemistry down, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just, like, like these are the best receivers on the planet. Like, if you can't get the ball to them on time and in stride, like, you're fucked up, you know? But from a rep standpoint, from an offensive just – like running the offense standpoint. Call the play, a like, a scrimmage. Shanahan play, you know? decisions, yeah. yeah. Mike Shanahan, oh, sorry, Kyle H- Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. Yeah. But being able to do that, like, that just speaks to his preparation, right? Like, you got to be able to prepare on your own to be ready for that. you got to be ready for your moment when it comes, and he obviously is. Yeah. So, double throw Double throw deep, yeah. Congrats to Brock. Another AZ legend, I'm going to keep saying. AZ that. legend. AZ legend. Another AZ
0: legend, so you're saying that you're an AZ legend <laughs> and he's another, got
1: it. I was, he did say he looked up to me you, after, after the free year. There's yeah. a lot of legends coming out <laughs> of AZ. Oh God, don't give him the time of day. <laughs> All right, we're going to go on the next one. There's another hot take, we got some good hot takes today. Mm-hmm. The Bill's Super Bowl window after this year has closed. Mm. Going deep or checking it down? I'm checking it down, you're checking it down too, right? Which, give me your take first. I'll go first, I'll
0: check it, it down. I, Look, there's just so few people that, I mean, Burrow said it in an interview where they said, how long's your Super Bowl window open because he's going to have a contract this offseason. He said, my Super Bowl, which is one of the all-time legendary, lines. It's comment. a legendary line. He said, my Super Bowl window is every year of my career. It's the same thing for Josh. Yeah. I mean, any year that Josh Allen is playing, has two legs, two arms. They're, they're, they're in it. They're open. They're gonna lose digs at some point to old age or free agency. They're gonna lose this guy, they're gonna lose that guy. They already that. lost OC, they're probably gonna lose another one in the year or two. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not gonna matter, they're gonna be in it every single year. Between Josh, between Brandon being the, the general manager, between just Buffalo being a hard place to play at. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, you got to experience it cuz first round of the playoffs, you went to Buffalo, yep. kicked it with your boy. like. The community, the culture,
1: he is the community,
0: that locker room. I'm not talking about like the surrounding homes that surround the area community. I mean, like that's a real community. That's a culture. There's a reason Von Miller wants to go. there. There's a reason that Gronk debated coming back Mm -hmm. and playing in Buffalo. It's because of that culture and that community they built there. So any year that Josh is in, they're in. I'm checking that down.
1: Yeah, I like it. I'm checking it down. I think the, the borough comment is is perfect. It's like every year of my career. That's There's a, just like three, four, five, five guys. It's, dude, it's so good. It's so yeah, Joe, too. It's like, so Joe. Sometimes they're a little forced, but like that was a really good one. I respect that one. That was an honest answer. But we're checking it down. Um, I agree. I just think, you even look at this season, I think it was different without Dable. Right? Mm-hmm. You could feel it. Like, you would... I saw some Twitter clip of someone threw up a video of, like, we need this O.C. back, and there's nothing against Dorsey, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it was Dable, and he was just, like we were talking about with Trevor earlier, getting a layup for him. Like, yeah. Josh had a lot of, like, little layup touchdowns with Dable. And this year, Josh had to cover up a lot of inefficiencies in the offense, in right. my opinion. And I think he did a great job of it, but there's only so much heroics you can do before you hit A really, really good team who has their offensive identity down and was playing good defense in the Bengals. And Mm -hmm. you saw it in that game. Their offensive identity was money. They're getting the ball out quick. They're getting to their playmakers. They had a couple shot plays that they knew they were going to hit. And Joe was incredibly accurate, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm checking it down. I agree. I think if Josh is on the roster, they got a shot to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I think they're going to go still going to run. I think they got a chance to win a couple of them. So Tom Brady will never play a down of football again. Check it. Oh, yeah. He's got to play. I'm not going out like that. Are you kidding me? Give, me? give me like two quick reasons why.
0: One, because he's playing at a really, really high level. I, I don't want to hear about like this play or that player. Like, he's got it. He mm-hmm. can rip the ball down the field, he can do it for, you know, 20 weeks. He showed that. Um, and two, this is a legacy guy. Like, yeah. This, he, he can make it seem. That it's about the team and it's about all these things. It's always been about Tom Brady. This dude with the teeth and the hair and who knows all the other stuff and the Botox and all that, like the brand, all of it. Like you can't, if you're a brand person, right? And you're all about, it's like, okay, like you're, Christian Kirk's one of your best friends, right? Mm -hmm. I would say he's one of the swaggier guys, right? Head to toe. Respect, yeah. Right? Like head to toe, the gear, it always works, Mm -hmm. right? Like you're just not gonna catch a guy that with swag like that, out at a grocery store looking like shit. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the guy or the gal that's like always dolled up and always has all the stuff. Like you don't catch them like slipping. Like you don't end. Brady's a brand guy. Like. Trying to get don't, where you're
1: going with this. I don't
0: really. know. You don't you know. like just go. Ah, I'm over it. Like I'm I'm done. Okay. Like you don't just like go out like this. Like losing yeah. in the first round to the Cowboys. Right? Was it the Cowboys? Yeah. Smoked. Like, Losing to the Cowboys, like, not playing well on a year with the public divorce and all the stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you just don't go out like that. Like, he's got to write this thing. Plus, there's, like, a low-key, like, this Peyton Manning-Tom Brady thing has been going around for a long time, like, since you were seven. And, (laughs) like, there's no way that he's letting, like, Manning walk off into the sunset with the Super Bowl and the MVP and the Wave. With the confetti all over him. Like there's no way Brady's not gonna give it an honest run. And they knew during this year O-line got banged up early. Center, he had no yeah. O line early. Yep. He knew that was a super uphill battle, right? Regardless of Mike Evans and these pieces they have there. Like the new coach, the debacle. We we don't really know what happened with Bruce Arians. All of a sudden he's moved to a different position in the building, but he's still under contract. Like there's so much chaos that happened in Tampa and they're firing people now. Like Dude, this guy's going out on his terms. If he's got a chance to go to a third place, I think he's going there. Mm-hmm. I think he's moving to a new spot and he's sitting here, going, whether it's Vegas or wherever, and he's going, I'm going out the way that I want. Yeah. I'm right in the end of this thing. They're gonna make a movie. No, no, I'm gonna make a movie about myself <laughs> and we're riding out. I'm a brand guy and I'm here for the brand.
1: You think he's done? You just, you convinced me. I did. You're, I'm throwing it deep. Okay, I honestly. gonna throw it deep now. I didn't, I mean, I didn't think he you're was You are checking done. it down, sorry. Oh, what was the take? Yeah, I'm checking it down. Yeah. He's going to keep playing. Keep this playing. Is, I, I never thought that he was going to quit after this year, but, I mean, man. I get what you're saying with the Peyton thing, right? He's got to ride off in the sunset with a Super Bowl, but he could have done that two years ago, right? He just keeps wanting to play football. I mean, there's a certain point, I know he takes care of his body, but that motherfucker must be sore, man. Like, he's sure. got to be mentally tired. Like, he might take off until September 1 of next year, yeah. you know? But I agree, I think I think it, maybe it's a fresh start. Like, I feel like it's a fresh start for him somewhere else. I think he goes, like, you you see Las Vegas with McDaniel, that makes sense. You see a bunch of other places. And I think it becomes a, a conversation around who wants him at this point, right? Like, when he went to Tampa, everyone wanted him, right? Whether you come off a season like this where he, he did play at a high level and they threw the ball probably more than anyone because they don't really hand it off. He just throws short passes all the time but who, who wants him at this age for what price and what are they trying to get out of it, right?
0: Well, he can do it for any price because he doesn't have to play for money, mm. right? Uh, and there's another person like, that I haven't mentioned. that. So I mentioned Brady, and this is some, like, I, we're talking about Mount Rushmore right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, when they're looking at each other and they're thinking about who they're sizing up against, they're not thinking about, you know, Derek Carr and people like that, is Drew Brees. Think about the way that Brees' career ended, okay? The
1: playoffs he game, right? couldn't
0: keep going. Yeah. Right. You got the separated ribs, got yeah. the whole thing. He's 185 pounds. That's actually a stat. He's like played at 185 his last couple of years. So, like, Breeze ends it like a bummer deal, right? D- not the way that he wanted to. Then goes into TV, tries that, doesn't like it. Bounces on NBC, second oh, year. I didn't he's kind of like gone off into obscurity. Like, he's doing pickleball. He's c- coaching his kids. T- like, Drew B- we're not talking about Drew Breeze right now. I'm the only person talking about Drew Breeze right now. <laughs> right now right <laughs> so kind of so <laughs> it's like Brady's not going that route no you guys well, are going to talk no about me chance yeah right? so he's like you're going to hold on I'm going to end this thing on top yeah right it's the same reason I think Aaron's going to go to a new spot too so like you got the jets oh you got a like, lot of they good teams. really need just a quarterback they got a good young running back coming back yeah you superstar young yep. guys right you got Vegas you got Devontae Adams you got these things so i just think there's enough options on the table when was in that situation they were in cap hell worst cap situation in the nfl he can't be traded because of his cap no so like at the end like he wasn't in a tradable he wasn't a movable asset
1: he probably didn't want to be moved
0: either maybe he did maybe didn't but he wasn't movable anyways like it didn't matter if him and mickey loomis and the owner wanted to move him they couldn't from the cap limitations brady set himself up nicely to be able to move on to another spot I think he's
1: playing next year, I'm throwing the deep. I agree. All right, next one, last one. A Lot of throw deep we're checking on today, It's probably the most we've done. That's I great. like it, yeah. You got some good points today, I'm agreeing with you a lot. The last one, <laughs> we're gonna move back. I'm more g- convincing in person. You're than I am a lot one. more convincing over Zoom, cuz I can yeah. just not look at you over Zoom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tune me up. All right, last one. We're gonna go to college, this is your frontier here. Mm-hmm. I love college football, by the way. I'm getting, like, way more into it well, than you're, I ever Yeah, football. you're deep, especially with the draft guys. Yeah. Like, this was probably the year I, I watched the I most. I pay so too. much attention to so, it. Like, yeah. it's just fascinating to me. NIL. Such different football. All right, I'm going to stop talking. Two you different with it. games. Anyways, NIL. Yeah, we talk about NIL all year long. We had a bunch of guys talk about NIL. Super fascinating. I think this story is probably one of the most fascinating. And it didn't really get talked about as much as I thought it would. All right, CJ Stroud coming out for the draft he kind of waited until there was like a threshold when you can declare for the draft, and he waited till like a day or two before the draft to declare, right? Probably everyone's thinking, what's the reason, right? He's probably weighing out his options of what he would get if he went back to Ohio State or if he decided to go to the league money-wise, right? Mm-hmm. So the take is NIL money will never be enough to keep the top college guys from going to the NFL. Are you going to throw a deep or check down?
0: All right, so if I throw it deep, I'm saying that it's never gonna be enough, right?
1: Yeah, well, let's just talk about right now, right? In the next couple years, right? So- Say the next five years, NIL money.
0: Yeah, then I'm gonna check it down because I think there's gonna be a situation where it makes sense for a guy to come back.
1: Okay. Um, top guys though, we're talking about like top 10 picks. Ooh, top 10 picks. Like guys that are gonna get a lot of money, in the, like CJ Stroud, he's gonna be second or third quarterback taken, right? Yeah.
0: It's just, it's, so it's math, right? So I, the number I heard is that when a team goes to the, B, to the uh, college football playoff, so they make it to the final four. I, what I heard, so somebody could watch this who knows this and be like, that's off, that's not the right number. You got a lot of random facts that are off, so that's cool. I'm off all the time, so yeah, I wouldn't take what I say with a grain of salt. But what I've heard is they're gonna, the school's gonna net like 60 million, six zero.
1: From okay. BCS? Well, it's not BCS. Anyway. College, College football playoff, play right? Yeah. If
0: you win a natty, it's between 80 and 100, depending on the school and all that stuff. Yeah. So you're going to net that. Now, obviously, that's not cash in bank. You got to pay for other sports. You got us sp- spread some of that money around the conference, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it's math. So if a quarterback's going to be taken first overall, or let's say just top five, they're going to get 30 to $45 million, basically guaranteed over four years or five years, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Five. If they're going to get that. Or four then you got to offer somebody and it, and really it's like 15 a year right per year so if you're going to offer somebody that like can can a school offer a player 15 million for one season or 20 million for one season i think that's the question right
1: yeah and it's and it's also the only the thing that comes to mind is that signing bonus is up front for the nfl right like yeah. joe burrow like 30 whatever million dollar signing bonus when he gets picked number 1 right and I'm so pretty what, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how that works. I was undrafted, so you know from Carson. We though. got three grand. <laughs> I did get three grand. <laughs> that shit was up front. Yeah, three, grand three grand right, right away. Front. I actually got a check in the mail. I yeah, think. they gave it to you in
0: ones. The stack was the one I guess. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: Well, anyway, so we go back to it. So you think about CJ, right? And I think it's kind of like it's a math thing, right? But I don't I don't think it's just binary like that. I don't think it's like, okay, I'm gonna get twelve mil if I stay this year. And if i go to the draft and i get picked up 10 i'll get 18 mil blah blah but you got to think about it like my opportunity right now right it's the same reason why people go back to school or they leave right like if i go back to school is it going to hurt my draft stock again right Mm -hmm. so you can offer him all this money but he's like man i already had this great year like i balled against georgia what's the point me coming back like even if they offer me 20 like i'll take 20 this year and maybe if i have a shit year next year i'm gonna be Second round, third round, I'm not getting that back. So I'd be interested to talk to some of these guys and see what number it would take for them to go back after a great season. Yeah.
0: The other thing, too, is going into the NFL starts your clock on a second contract. Right. So that's, like, the bigger piece. There's mm-hmm. the money up front. Take it now. Take it here. Then there's the, like, if C, when, if you know. So CJ's going into the draft this year, so he's coming up on three years away from a second contract. Yep. If. He plays at a super high level. Right. Josh Patrick Mahomes got a contract after three years. Deshaun got a contract after three years. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow and Herbert got to both be getting contracts oh, this offseason Below off the market. After third year. Shaky third year, they're gonna wait till your fourth, maybe pick up your fifth year option, and then there's guys that don't get anything. So it really, it's like your agents are gonna be advising you to start the clock on your second contract, yep. which is real money. Mm-hmm. Um, But if you have a chance to be a top 10 pick and get 25 million, that's where I'm setting the number. 25 million fully guaranteed, I think you got to think about it. From the school, you're talking about? From the school. To come back, 25 is the number that you think about it. 10 million bucks, you go to the league. 15 million bucks, you go to the league. 20, you start thinking about it. Because the other thing is, is, let's say CJ is the first pick in the draft, he's going to sign multiple endorsements Mm -hmm. as well. Right, And some guys do better than others. Trevor signed a shitload of different things. Some guys are like, I don't want to do marketing my first two years. So Mm -hmm. it just, it varies. But that's the other, so it's not just the the NFL contract, it's the other stuff too. So yeah, I think 25 is the number when we gotta talk. Can a team offset that and, and pay that number? I think they will at some point, especially if they have a shitty like back up there like I don't know who the, I don't know if it's Kyle McCord at Ohio State or yeah, but I mean It's like gonna these be top
1: schools the top schools that might be able to afford it someday They're gonna get someone in the transfer portal or they should have the recruit to go in yeah, know? but
0: look at it Like so who's Bama's backup? Who's I'm who's sure the quarterback he, at Bama next I'm year? I'm
1: sure he'll be fine.
0: I mean, I know who it is But I'm just saying like he hasn't played a snap yeah. back up at Ohio State
1: who's gonna be the starter next what year then neither Bry- of them got portals. Bryce Young never played a snap before he played You know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah, I get what you're yeah. saying, yeah. I get what you're saying. But in my opinion, where and I have no clue. Where I'm just saying this booster
0: at. club's like, I don't know if this is the guy. Can we fork over 25 million for this kid to come back? where we know exactly what the yeah. results
1: going to be. That's the question. And the question is, are they willing to fork over that kind of money? And as it seems right now, they're not. Well, I mean, I think college football fans are out of their fucking minds. And so. boosters too. And boosters are out of their minds. When I was at a and they built an entire stadium, a $400 million stadium, in like eight months. And they had crews working two 12-hour shifts. There was never someone not working on the stadium. And it went up like that in my first year there. So I'm gonna check it down for now. I think that in the future, once, and I mean, there's gonna be regulations and shit around this in the future. But I think as it goes Maybe. on, these collectives are gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger and college football is gonna get huge. And these TV contracts, like once they start negotiating TV contracts and how that fits into the players and the collective mm-hmm. and things like that, it's going to get interesting. So I'm going to check it out for right now, though. All right. All right. So we're going to do teach tape like we always do. We always do it with a guest to start. Today, we don't have a guest. But what we're going to do, Jordan Palmer, who's training a bunch of quarterbacks for the draft right now, we're going to dive into our favorite plays from the playoffs so far. So from the wild card round, divisional round, there's been a ton of awesome plays, a ton of really cool plays, a ton of little intricacies that you know, some people might know, some people might not see on camera, but there's been a lot of really, really good quarterback play these first couple weeks, and I'm really excited to start with it. But we're, what we're going to start with is the first play from our guy, Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. who is a roomie. Shout out, mm-hmm. Trevor. Thanks for being on the room.
0: Yep.
1: First round of the playoffs, Jags versus Chargers. Probably the craziest game I've ever watched in playoff crazy. history. Craziest game, right? Can you imagine throwing four picks and actually trying to keep your head? in the I game? mean, I was
0: trying to think of like like Russell Wilson NFC Championship versus Aaron Rodgers threw four picks in the second first half and came back. Yeah. but he didn't throw four touchdowns in the second half. No, and it wasn't
1: that big. It was an eleven point game at yeah. half. This was tw- twenty seven or whatever it was. Yeah, it was twenty seven at one point. But what we're gonna look at is specifically the play that most people saw, right? Zay Jones streaking down the field, wide open. You see yeah. Trevor How check the play. Why does somebody get so open? That's what everyone's going to say. But when you really just look at the coverages and the intricacies of the actual defense, Doug Peterson really just dialed that play up. So what we're going to do is we're going to show you the play, but we're also going to throw it to the whiteboard behind us, and we're going to break down that play for you, routes, defense, and everything. So let's get to it. Lawrence protected well. Going deep, has a man open again. Zay Jones for the touchdown. Pick the right time to take that deep shot.
0: They call these winners. All right, so jumping on the whiteboard here. Uh, in terms of what they did, like there's ways to go about running your system. There's ways to attack the defense. So let's just get him out of here. Let's not run a shallow cross across the field. Let's not run it over out. We want to influence this safety, so he's just going to essentially run a grab. He's going to run right at this safety and shut it down. This is Christian Kirk. They've thrown him a lot of balls this year, Okay, Let's put him on a dig and then send him across the field, high angle, pylon, go get it. Kyle, talk about how this attacked the defense. I
1: mean, it's like I told this to you earlier, this is the most wide open I've seen anyone in the playoffs in the last five years. So if you look at the coverage, right, this is what the Chargers run. The Chargers love this shell deep coverage, right? It's kind of what everyone's getting into. Denver's running it, Vic Fangio type of defense. But what's going to happen here is they're in one by three. So this is Evan Ingram over here, right? So in one by three, a lot of times it's backside safety. He'll just leave this as one on one with this corner, right? So these guys are locked up and he'll push front side. And so his job is he's got number three that way. Number three being Christian Kirk in the slot right here. So Doug Peterson dials it up, right? You saw him in the broadcast. He checked to this play. They're giving a dummy count. It's a hut. They're looking around. You see this is their kill signal down there. Kill, kill, 63, whatever. That was probably the protection, whatever. But he killed to this because this is the premier look right here. Get him to grab. This safety has got half coverage over here. He's in half. He's in half. So he's got to honor him vertical. And then Zay Jones just runs right down the field untouched, and I've never seen anything like that in the playoffs.
0: A lot of times you'll see this, where this guy has number one, and in this case it's Evan Ingram, like you said, it's a tight end, where he's got number one, or whoever becomes number three. So we go outside in, one, two, three. So this is is the third receiver, but if this guy goes upfield, this guy comes across, then he'll take who becomes number three. But in this case, they gave them a number three to hold him, and they told a fast guy to run fast, and a quarterback who can throw it far to throw it far. Like you said, that's as open as we've seen anybody in these playoffs. Uh, even I'm doing draft prep right now with a bunch of guys for the draft. And we actually we're breaking down defenses in the playoffs every single week. We actually had one of our quarterbacks this week, Will Levis, literally say, well, if you do this versus this coverage, they can't stop it. Sure enough, shows up on tape. Big win. Trev, four picks in the first half, four touchdowns in the second.
1: Made it a game. This and is what you need though, like if you're Trevor, like coach, dial me up a layup right now, yeah. right? Like you need a couple layups in the game and you don't see that very often. But Doug Pearson, given his young quarterback, an awesome layup. And Trevor took advantage of it. Lawrence protected well, going deep, has a man open again. Zay Jones for the touchdown.
0: Alright, you threw up four picks in the first half. You better dial up some shit in the second half. That's exactly what Doug Peterson did. And again, I think on the broadcast they had said like, you know, 63, 63, I don't know what that is. I think we reference it. That's probably a seven-man protection or six-man protection. Back going to the so he gave the O-line the protection, gave some sort of signal. I think it was kill-kill, get to the second thing. Either way, that was talked about all week. That was probably mm-hmm. looked at weeks in advance. Somebody scouted them three weeks ago and said I liked it. Anyway, so that was that's a lot of work that goes into that. It's not a great throw versus an, on a great route. No, That is dialed in ahead of time, you're organized. Ho- hoping. You're
1: hoping all week you get that look, too. Exactly. Like You're sitting there, you're like... Because that's, that's what the Chargers do, right? They're running that two-high shell, they run a lot of, we call it, we call it up there, but it's called six-flip, where it's cover two to the field, quarters to the boundary. You're dialing up with the formation, like we talked about, and you're just hoping that, you know, you got whatever play called, but you're hoping when you line up, you can get to that kill right away. The other thing, too, is like that
0: cloud to the field, right? So you got cover two to the field, basically. Mm-hmm. You're really only doing that if you're trying to protect your corner. And right. keep in mind, J.C. Jackson got hurt, I think, week three, week four, week five. They paid him a ton of money to come mm-hmm. and play corner. He's out. So that just these injuries, and I think that's been the theme for the Chargers this year, is Bosa was out a ton. Derwin James yeah. was out a ton. They lost J.C. Jackson for the year early in the season. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen's been hurt. Mike Williams didn't play in that game, so they had so many injuries this year. Everybody's on the Brandon Staley, let's talk about how we need to flip that. No, 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 they've had more injuries. It was like a historic pace for the franchise. But when you lose a corner like JC Jackson that you pay, regardless of what you think about JC Jackson. Like quarters, where he's on an island one on one kinda has to become cloud or cover two to protect the third string corner or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So you just see like the ripple effects of what happens during the regular season. Bleeding into the postseason, having to run a specific coverage a specific way. And then you got the Jaguars opportunistic, sitting, watching, dialing. And Trevor pulls the trigger and uh, able to put a ridiculous comeback. And what a way to end the Jaguars season. I know they went on to lose in Kansas City, but rolled into Kansas City, playing with house money, getting a playoff win after a dumpster fire of a year last year. So pump for them, bum for the Chargers. That's playoff football. Mm-hmm. Um, getting the number, the second play that we pulled up for teach tape. This is Patrick Mahomes. We all saw it. He's hobbling around, making sure happen. Bomb happening. ankle.
1: Bomb ankle. Poor I guy. mean,
0: just very few guys. Also, too, like on Pat, before we get into this play, like there's some times when a guy gets rolled up where one player would tear a bunch of ligaments in their lower extremity mm. and another player would have a high ankle sprain or
1: a soft tissue injury able to play through it. So you wonder how much like they're actually telling us though, you know? I mean, you I mean, I went through it. I got scars right here like I'm the guy that tore everything on there, but yeah. you saw it with Tony Pollard, you saw it with Sam Darnold in the preseason. Like that hit, like you can only imagine the amount of swelling on his ankle at that point. I just I'm a believer in what Pat does and
0: Bobby Stroop, shout out to Bob Stroop. Yep. His, he's not even a trainer, he's more than that for Pat, but just building the integrity of the ligaments and the joints and all that stuff to be able to support that. So um, I think it's a testament to what Pat does to take care of himself. But this play that we're gonna break down is a testament to play design, attacking a defense and Pat figuring out a way to get the ball off. So we're gonna break this thing down for you, let's take a peek at it. And Mahomes steps up, throws to the back, touchdown, Marquez. All right, second half, Chiefs, Jags. Uh, I mean, a lot can be said about Patrick, the way he was playing, one leg, hobbling around. Uh, But a concept that gets somebody open is a concept that gets somebody open is on the quarterback's job to get it to him. Pat does an amazing job. Really, what they're doing right here is this is what we would call cover zero, Kyle, get into it here, but with a low hole rap player. So it looks like cover one, but he's playing low. And in this case ends up doubling Kelsey. So we've got pivot here. We've got pivot here. We've got a fade. He's going top motion, uh, swing or flare right here. And then this guy's just essentially running an over route. Okay. They're in the tight red zone. You don't have a ton of space. There's the, the back of the end zone is essentially your 12th defender because of the spacing issues. And Pat does an unbelievable job. They get the cut, the look, they have the concept dialed. It's on Pat to get the ball. To the receiver with timing and accuracy he did it talk about through the defense side of it
1: yeah so you look at this defense down here in the red zone especially they're in man coverage right they got a five-man front so they're trying to get pressure they're trying to get one-on-ones on on each guy up here they're sending five right this guy's got the back so when this guy goes out in motion right here he's running with him he's trying to run through all that if pat sees him kind of get caught in the traffic he can dump it to him right now but when you look at this from Pat's perspective right he sees a ton of one-on-ones out there right He's got his X receiver out here, probably one of the best receivers. I don't know who plays X for them, but he's got Kelsey at Y right here. And the safety sees Kelsey at Y. So when you watch back the footage, you see Pat kind of hold on to the ball, and he's hobbling up in the pocket, trying to step up through that five-man rush. But the safety sees Kelsey coming in here. He goes to double him. Pat sees that, holds onto the ball a little bit longer, uses his eyes to get him there and then just kind of dumps it right over his head in the back of the end zone. He's wide open. These guys have outside leverage, trying to funnel him in back to the safety. It's perfect leverage for a throw like that.
0: And Mahomes steps up, throws to the back, touchdown! Marquez Valdez-Scantling!
1: Yeah, so just talking through the play on the board just honestly doesn't even do it justice. Mm -hmm. You see it. Everyone watch the game in America who watches football. If you're watching this, you watch that game. He hurts his ankle on the second series, right? Henny has to come in. Henny does an awesome job. Shout out to Chad Henny coming in and scoring a touchdown. Seems like all he does is come in and, and play off anything's yeah. possible. Shout out to Travis Kelsey, too. Mm. But to see Pat come back, we already talked about the ankle, to see him come back, fight through that, be able to still, as such an um, athletic quarterback, a guy that he thrives off of making moves in the pocket and making people miss and buying time. To see him come back and be able to play a little bit of a different game and still be able to push him past the Jags. So the Jags are a good team. Like let's be real, the Jags defense doesn't get the credit it needs. Their offense has weapons everywhere. They're a good team. They're Dude, real. That
0: Trayvon Walker guy. You see some of the plays. Dude, that guy's he's made. he's so this year?
1: big, bro. He's so tall in person too. <laughs> he's unreal. He's unbelievable, and he's so young too. So yeah. like they got a lot of a lot of good stuff in front of them. But Pat to come back, like I really hope his ankle's good this coming up week to play Cincy, because that's gonna be the matchup with the ages. Yeah.
0: All right, last up, this is Brock Purdy. Um, Dude, I'm having so much fun watching Brock Purdy and talking about Brock Purdy. AZ guy.
1: Shout out to AZ High School Football. AZ
0: guy. Um, Legends. And Iowa State. I'm not interested in hearing what Iowa State isn't. I'm interested in talking about what Brock Purdy is. And what he is is a guy who has this delicate balance of uh, protecting the football and yet still making plays that are there. It is so it would be so easy for him to go, I got this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy, great play caller. Let me just check it down, put mm-hmm. the ball in play. Charlie check down. We all know that guy.
1: We've all been there. And he's
0: not. Like he's making plays. Like he is. he's yeah. setting it up and getting outside the pocket this way. I don't know if he's gonna make it or not. And he is. So delicate balance. It also could come down to the time that it doesn't work, right? And then we'll see if that happens in yeah. the NFC Championship for him or in the Super Bowl for him. But so far, it's worked. Dude, 7-0, and making plays, and uh, and we love it. And this is a perfect example of making a play. When you have a two-man concept, you got a naked, this is super simple, there's no play to be made on this. When you draw this up, when you're, like, installing it and you're looking at it during the week and you're going, hey, we rep it out, all that, like, you're not sitting here going, hey, if this happens, I'm going to make a play on right here. Yeah. This is draw it in the dirt, backyard football on a big stage, which is super impressive because so much about the NFL is manufactured, rehearsed, yeah. like gone through it, talked through every different angle. And I think this was just like dudes making plays, playing football uh, on a big stage. And, but we're going to break that thing down for you. So Let's get into it. All right, one of the things we love about this play is that this is not like the most unbelievable play design ever, and they out-schemed the defense. It's not really what happened at this point in the game. From Shanahan, too. Not a lot of plays have been made. Brock missed a couple throws early. They need a spark. They need something to like, get everything going. So this is Christian McCaffrey. So when we fake a run play to him, it's going to get the defense's attention for sure. And this is naked left. Now, I, I, I don't know. I, I was on teams where we don't naked left. Right? We yeah, don't do it to like the that. left. Yeah. Um, so it's a f- philosophical thing. But it's not something that the defense expects out of a right-handed quarterback, so that right there might have been a tip. I don't know what percentage of the time they actually naked left here, but either way, it worked. Okay, so this is get in here high angle corner. We've got the deep cross coming in by Brandon Ayuk, Um, and I think this was just like the heavy sell. You got five O linemen, you got Kittle, you got Juice. Selling everything, he's just blocking down, blocking down, blocking down, blocking down, and then Kittle just kind of makes a play. So as Brock comes out, has nowhere to go with the ball, he ends up finding Kittle.
1: Yeah, so when you see this set, right, you see 23 in the backfield, they've been handing the ball off to 23 all game long. The past couple weeks, that's all they've done. He's gotten issues about getting too many touches, you know? So they're trying to get him the ball any way he can. So you go heavy set here, and you bring both of these guys down, right? When you see this double wing set, it's different when you, they're trying to hide Kittle in here, right? So they got Juice check right here. They're trying to hide Kittle in here. When You get this two-man set, but really he's just blocking on this play. And he kind of sees Brock. You can see it on the film if you look back. He kind of just rolls out there, and he, he sees Brock kind of messing around out there, and he looks to his left, and he sees, like, number 92 on him or something, D. Lemon. So he just takes off down the seam. And Brock, in my opinion, in a tight playoff game when stuff hasn't been going well, makes an absolutely ballsy throw and throws it across the field late in the down, but he makes a play. And it's honestly what sparked the whole team. They weren't getting much going before that. It sparked the whole team. They go on and score that drive, I think, and end up winning the game.
0: So, I mean, you've seen through some of these. you got to dial it up versus this concept versus that look. And then there's also just like make a play on a two-man concept. And I think that's what this was.
1: That's what a lot of the NFL is now. Like You can dial it up as much as you can, but defenses are ahead of offenses right now. Like, mm. you got to just make plays sometimes. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right, so that was teach tape. We had a bunch of throws on there that we could have picked from. We probably had like 10 throws on there to look through. We picked our three favorite from the past two yeah. weeks. Still got a lot of good football left, only five games left in the NFL. Whenever I think about that, like you get wildcard weekend, I'm so psyched for wildcard weekend, and then divisional round. And then really, once you get past that, not even five, three games left. I was gonna say five. Yeah, Where'd I'm tripping. From, no, they're five- te- Three or, games yeah. left, bro. This is the final four. Crazy, so that was Teach Tape. If you guys like this, doing it in person, I think, We have a ton of knowledge about this. Like, I'm a nerd when it comes to defenses and film and all that. You're teaching all the draft guys how to set protections and run NFL offenses and that stuff. And so I think we just have a lot of experience and and knowledge in that area. And I love breaking shit down like that. Like, I can
0: spend all day doing that. To be honest with you, we like go back and forth with Jake shout out to Jake our producer of like we kind of just want to do like a lot of that shit So if you're love the breakdown stuff leave it in the comment section because we're trying to like push Jake over the edge To like let us do more breakdown stuff and less like topical news But we're down to talk about that too
1: while we're here if you're still here subscribe to the channel, please. It's great mm-hmm. um, But leave comments on what you think about this I think me and Jordan were just talking about this like the in-person energy is a lot better the back and forth is a lot better I think the throat deep Checking down is great. We're going to do this with guests in the future, too. So we're going to have our quarterbacks actually in our quarterback room in person. I think it's going to be a lot better. But throw, throw it in the comments, whatever you got. Um, keep shooting at us. We look at those all the time. And we're trying to get better and better at this. So yeah. keep letting us know. But we're going to get into conference championship weekend, right? AFC, NFC championships this weekend. We're going to do our breakdowns, our predictions, our previews of the game. But you're going to see these previews. Everywhere, right? If you're like us, you're watching NFL Network all week, you're watching Sports Center. you're going to have everyone, no matter what time of day you turn it on, 7 a.m., 9 p.m., it's going to be somebody talking about Brock Purdy, the 49ers, Philly. What we're going to talk about is the quarterback matchups, right? Mm-hmm. This is the QB room. All we do is talk QB. We talk quarterback play. So we're going to talk about the quarterback matchups. We're going to tell you what excites us about them, what we like, how we think they're going to respond, and just kind of, You know, this is the last four quarterbacks in the NFL. When you really kind of sit back and look at this, right? You got Brock Brock Purdy. Crazy he's in this group, right? Like, I can only imagine, like, he must be tunnel vision right now, right? Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, right? Mm -hmm. Every other quarterback in the NFL, just like us, sitting at home thinking about them, sitting at home watching them. They're all going to be watching on Sunday. The whole world's going to be watching. So we're going to preview them. First up, we got 49ers versus Philly. Yeah. Jalen Hurts versus Brock Purdy. You know both of them. Well, you don't know Brock that well. You've, you've been around mm-hmm. Jalen a bunch. Let's start with Jalen since we talked with Brock so much. What's your thoughts on Jalen just so the year, his career so far, kind of just going up into this game? I think the crazy thing, that, and
0: I've never heard anybody
1: say this before,
0: is just the development of Jalen Hurts and who he got to learn from, right? And maybe people have said this, but like, he comes from a really good high school program. Mm-hmm. Then he goes and plays for Nick Saban. Like Nick Saban's is not some like QB guru, but dudes won like more national titles than anybody in college, mm-hmm. right? So he's learning how to build a championship, what work ethic looks like, what commitment, the communication flow. If you hear stories coming out of Bama, like the hierarchy and the org chart and the way the information disseminates all the way down, it's like a super well, it's like the most well-oiled machine in college football, right? Mm-hmm. So like he gets experience with that, and you know Jalen probably well enough to know that like this is a guy who comes in. He does what the coach asks. He executes. He doesn't leave anything up on the table. Like, he's just a, he's just your, he's like the Patriot way, Mm -hmm. right, And whatever system he's in. So he goes to to play for Nick Saban. Then he goes to play for Lincoln Riley. Mm -hmm. Totally, I don't know what's different, you know, in terms of the way they run their programs, but had two in a row Heisman Trophy winners, right, and just had his third, right, like, well-oiled machine, offense, scheme, all that stuff. Like, so then he gets to go and learn that. Then he gets to go to the NFL and play for some really good coaches. Mm-hmm. Second round pick goes in. So like I just look at the like who's been
1: working on this guy. Let's not forget at Alabama too. Who was his OC? You know, it was Dable. Oh, was it? Yeah, I saw them throw that throw that off the other day. I, I was know. gonna say Sark, but I thought it was, yeah, Dable. It was Dable when he was there, which
0: is crazy. In my crazy. opinion, I think five years from now. We all say Brian Dable is the best coach in the NFL. That's my that's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Five years from now, we all say that's the best head coach in the NFL. Maybe three years from now. So, like, so there you go. So this dude's development. And then anybody who's ever been around Jalen's gonna say the exact same thing. Yeah. Unbelievable work ethic, unbelievable leadership, unbelievably coachable. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people are gonna say the sickest arm you've ever seen. I don't know how many people are gonna say that. I'm not, but like Coachability, work ethic, buy in, all those things. So I just look at Jalen going into this game and I'm like, fuck, for a guy who's never been in the NFC Championship, this is as much quality, as many quality reps as you can get at
1: how to handle yourself in this type of situation, yeah. as you can get for never being in it. Yeah. I mean, he's built for the situation. Built and for it. The offense, too. When I look at Jalen and I look at how they've changed since Carson Wentz has been there, right? His first year, it was a little bit of a struggle. That was last year, right? His first mm-hmm. year was last year's turn. Played well. They made the playoffs. So like, people don't realize that. It was a no. shitty NFC East. I was in the NFC East last year. It was a shitty NFC East. They ended up making the playoffs. They get smoked by the Bucs. But they made the playoffs, right? But the way they've tailored the offense around him, his running game is the best in the league by far, right? They rushed for 260 yards against whoever they played last week, the Giants. Right? Mm-hmm. There's so many great RPOs for him that he is really good at, right? People can say RPO. On fucking NFL Sunday, every Sunday, and it just pisses me off because half the time people don't know what they're talking about, right? Yeah. But RPO, a lot of I feel like people look at RPO as an easy read for the quarterback, but it's really like it's an art. Like, mm. He is really good at the RPOs. He's really good at running that system. And he's thrown for a ton of yards this year. And he throws it deep. He's got great weapons. And he just commands that offense. He commands the building. Everyone respects him. Sirianni has lifted him up, and he's so him and he's put him in that role to be able to be successful too, mm-hmm. and I just think like, in my opinion, I think that this is the Eagles' year. Mm, I do too. Like I think the Eagles, and we'll get to it, but I, th- I think the Eagles are going to win this game. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think they just love the Niners. Yeah. I think the Eagles win this. I agree, and I think Jalen. Just to get back to Jalen. I just think Jalen's played. Awesome. Same thing with him. They had very minimal turnovers early in the year. I think they went through a little spurt where they turned the ball over a couple times and they lost a couple games. But you look at these quarterbacks in the Final Four, they don't turn the ball over. Mm -hmm. And I think the more you play, and this is something I try and tell myself a lot too while I'm playing, is like you almost don't have to win the game as much as you can't lose the game at quarterback position. Fine line. Yeah, and I think a lot of these players, especially Jalen, has done that well, and it's also something Brock has done well, the other quarterback on the side of this. Yep. We've talked about Brock a bunch already, so we won't go into depth on him, but we've said it, 16 touchdowns, three interceptions. I don't know if those stats are correct. You're throwing them out there like okay, they're fair. correct, though. Yeah, they sound great. a nice, stat guy. But uh, what an awesome opportunity to kind of go from the opposite side of Jalen, right, a guy who went to Ohio, or Iowa State, an Arizona guy. I forgot what high school he went to. Sorry, Brock, but Arizona guy. Hasn't been around any insane coaches, you know, his Iowa State career was up and down, kind of crazy. Yeah. And then he gets here under an awesome coaching staff in San Francisco with great players around him the whole time. And he kind of just seems like he, in his own mind, has got it figured out and he knows exactly what he needs to do and exactly where he needs to go with the ball and how to execute that offense.
0: I think there's an interesting angle here, and maybe I, I'm not watching TV. I don't know if everyone's talking about this. I doubt many people are talking about this. I trust Jalen Hurts in this isn't the Super Bowl, but this is like you know, damn near. Mm-hmm. I trust Jalen Hurts handling the magnitude of this more so than I do Kyle Shanahan. Wow, Kyle Shanahan orchestrated one of the biggest comebacks in NFL history for the other team in New England in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's got a track record of these big time games of stuff not going his way. Now, that happened in that Super Bowl versus the Patriots. That happened with Matt Ryan playing quarterback, mm-hmm. not a rookie, right? So the experience that Matt Ryan had, all the wow. yards, all the touchdowns, all the success. Think He's got skeletons in the closet, man. I do, and I just trust Jalen Hurts in this system with these weapons more than I trust Kyle Shanahan having to wow. dial things up and orchestrate a win. Because Brock Purdy, we've already celebrated him, and I'm gonna continue to celebrate him, but what you can't do with him is sit here and go, here, go figure it out and win it for us. Mm-hmm. No, you gotta put him in a great position, you gotta surround him, you gotta, you know what I mean? right, you gotta protect right. him, all that stuff, right? And it, put him in a position to make the plays like the one we broke down. I just, I just trust Jalen Hurts more in this situation because I think one of the things I've seen about Jalen Hurts is he's emotionless. He is so emotionless. So the biggest moment, him and Burrow, they're just, there's no emotion. There's never, you can't point to an interception they threw. Out of because they threw it out of frustration or greed. Yeah, you know maybe you can, I can't. Like, I just think Jalen, and that's the championship mentality. Here's Ciarani talking about Michael Jordan, and it's not about Michael Jordan scoring all the points. It's not about Michael Jordan having sick moves. It's about Jordan, Michael Jordan being exactly what we thought he was going to be on the biggest stage, which is why he got so many titles. And I just think, I mean. It's the perfect hashtag for all of Jalen's posts. This rare breed that he always posts there. Like, I just think he's rare, man. I think mm-hmm. he's super different. And I, t- I trust him in this situation more than anybody in San Francisco.
1: Like, uh, never think to compare Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I would be really interested to see how many fourth quarter comebacks and wins in two minute drills that Jalen has. I think when I when I go back and look at their season, I just feel like they're always ahead. When they win yeah. games, they're always ahead, you yeah. know. But it was the same thing with Dak, like yeah, I said earlier. Be, yeah. yeah, we'll see. I think it's going to be an awesome game. It's probably going to be one of the best games of the year so far, in my yeah. opinion. I thought since Buffalo was going to be that game, since he manhandled them, I think this game, 49ers defense versus an offense that they really haven't faced at all this year, yeah. with the the run game and like all the different formations and all that. I think it's going to be. Really interesting to see how they, they handle it. Because when you go back and look at Philly, when they played against the Cowboys earlier in the year, right? The Cowboys were rolling. pass rush was rolling, right? What did they do? They found a way to get Micah Parsons in conflict, mm-hmm. not block him, read him, throw mm-hmm. it quick, get it out. And they ended up handling them well that game. So I think they do a similar thing.
0: this uh, game. That's you a right? good point. So when you have a Micah Parsons or a Nick or a Nick Bosa, mm-hmm. which is the same thing, yeah. right? Two unblockable forces, yeah. right? Both those guys. There's two ways to stop that. One, you can block them. With multiple people. Yeah. With, with as many people as you with can. With Trent Williams or with, you know what I mean? And, like Christian and, Caffrey, the and tackle. Yeah, So you can block them with one or more people, or you can put them in conflict. Yeah. yeah. And I just think, scheming wise, Jalen, a slow quarterback, you can't put him in conflict, yep. right? A mobile quarterback who's a threat, you can. I, I trust Jalen Hurts in this situation, I think Philly takes it.
1: We both got Philly. Yep. Let's see. Don't put money on us. Next game, Casey, Cincy. This one's tougher the repeat of last year two powerhouses like we said earlier the AFC seems like it's just the absolute powerhouse it seems like there hasn't been this tilt of of great teams on one side and not the other side in a a long time Mm -hmm. since I've been really paying attention to NFL football. But you got two quarterbacks who are probably the top two quarterbacks I think unanimously unanimously at this point after last week probably the Mm -hmm. top two quarterbacks in the league. Well, MVP is going to come down to those two. Exactly. And playing at the highest level, Joe's probably playing as best as I've ever seen Joe. Yep. You know? Pat's playing unbelievable this year. He has more turnovers than normal this year. Actually, when we played KC before the game, I, I was talking to him a little before the game, and he goes, I go, man, dude, you're playing awesome. Like, balling out. He goes, oh, "I threw three picks last game. Like, he yeah. knows it, too. Yep. You know? Like, he knows it. Got the bum ankle, which sucks. Like Suck. I, I hate I this for I this game he healthy, that he has the bum yeah. ankle and he's gonna shoot it up. He's gonna he's gonna be ready for it. But let's go back to it, right? Joe versus Pat. Let's go, let's talk about Joe's season right now. You train Joe, right? We've mm-hmm. been a lot of throwing sessions with Joe. I've seen him since his draft year. Like, what has he done that's so impressive, that makes him so consistent? Like he's way more consistent than his rookie year this year, right? Yeah. He just seems like he's unbelievably consistent.
0: Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get into like who's the, who's the best, but um, I think he's the most trustworthy quarterback in the league right now. Um, and I think about it in terms of ceilings and floors, right? So who's got the highest ceiling at quarterback? I don't know that it's Joe, right? I think you, you know Josh can do yeah. things that no one can do. Pat does a bunch of things that no one can do. Lamar does his own things that no one can do, mm-hmm. right? And so, like the ceiling, like somebody's Aaron Rodgers. I didn't even say that name, right? Like, yeah. like who's best is the best that's super open for debate but if joe's ceiling is right here which is probably not as high as people who have more physical talent than him if joe's ceiling's right here his floor's right here you know what i mean and so it's that consistency and that's why um i think that the, the framework for it for him is i think he's the most efficient mover in the league now i'm biased this is like you know Big part of the conversations, right? right? But like, it's about eliminating unnecessary movements, and so everything's purposeful. Like when you look at the scramble, and then he hits Jamar in Buffalo, and all that stuff. When you look at it in slow mo, like there's nothing that's out of place. And these are reactions, right? That's a reaction. That's not like he took three in a hitch and threw the ball. Like anybody can do that. It's all of the reactions. The AFC Championship game in Kansas City last year, which this is a repeat of. I mean, the way I looked at it, there was three inefficient movements in the entire game, and I look at run game too, right? One was a pick, one should have been picked, and the other one was an incompletion on third down. So it's just like the, the way his approach to the game, the thing that Brady's been doing for, for so long that took him a long time to do it, Joe's doing it right now. And so um, I, I just, when I look at Joe's game, I just go, like, where's the mistake going to come from? Because it's not a decision. He doesn't have errant throws, and he doesn't make emotional decisions. Mm-hmm. He doesn't try and just... Force this thing in there to make something happen that's not there, which, like, every quarterback under the sun does Everybody when does, the game's yeah. on the line. And so, uh, when I think of Joe, uh, that's what I see right now. I see unbelievably efficient, not with the ball in his hand, just all the time. Just the way he's moving and throwing mm-hmm. is efficient. Um, and they're just on the same page. And there's just this spirit about him, which there is with Pat, there is with Josh, there is with a lot of these with guys. All the great like, ones, yeah. They're in it. It doesn't matter what the score is, we're in it. Yeah. So, but, like, a lot of them have that. You gotta have it. Yeah. But um, that's what I see in Joe. And I just, I see, I see it as a movable object. And this guy's 3 0 versus Pat. Like, there's no way that doesn't mean something. Gotta mean something. It's 3 0 versus him. And two of those wins, they were down at least 11. Mm-hmm. One, they were down 11, one, they're down 17, I think. Like, and, and Pat, there's a little, got a little melty in the second half, right? Had the last year in the AFC Championship, at the end of the first half, you know, makes a mistake that everyone's made at some point, just not in that level right so kills the clock by running out of bounds, yeah. running and throwing the ball and they like could have kicked a field goal, left three points. That triggered the worst half of football I've seen Pat play. And I watched every snap of his last two years in college. So like that triggered that. It, I, and then this year, I just I, I think it plays a role in this and this Pat versus Joe thing. So who you got? I got Cincy. By like close game or you got him by a lot? I got Cincy if Pat's healthy, so
1: I don't know how healthy Pat is. That's see, that's the big bummer, right? So well, let me talk about Joe still, too. When I watch Joe, like he throws he even gets to his check downs on time. Have you seen that? Like yes. like timing. Like I've never seen someone You ever watch Billions? I've seen some of it. You know Bobby Axelrod? Yeah. Okay, X
0: Capital. Yeah. There's this guy early season one, this guy was describing Bobby Axelrod. And this guy goes, So, so what does Bobby do over here? And the guy goes, Hold on, hold on. Bobby Axelrod doesn't think like that. Bobby
1: Axelrod sees the whole board. Mm. When I watch Joe play, I think he sees the whole board. He sees it so well, and he, and he trusts it. I've never seen a quarterback in my time in the league fit so well in an offense, trust the offense as much as he does. Like, you'll see a ton of third down, third down and nine, third down and 11, where his, his running back's running like a chip wide, right? He's getting a chip, he's getting out to the flat. He'll go one, two, Get it to the running back now, like, fast. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not sitting in there waiting for it. Like, some guys will, their way of picking up that first down is making moves, making a bunch of people miss, throwing. He's throwing to the running back, and they're getting first downs all the time. Mm -hmm. You see it in the Bills game. We were just sitting there. We were watching the game, and I'm like, why the fuck is everyone so wide open? They're not wide open. He's just taking what's there, right? Mm -hmm. And he's so mentally disciplined to take what's there. So I think Joe's playing at a level that I haven't seen a lot of people play in a really long time. We talk about Pat, though, right? An interesting stat about Pat that I saw this week, which I was like, how did I not know this? Since he's been starting, take out his rookie year, he only played one game. He's made it to the AFC Championship every single year. Damn, I didn't know that either. Five straight years, right? This will be his fifth year in a row in the AFC Championship game, right? That's crazy. You can, have, you can tell me whoever you want. You can have it, whoever you want around you. Like, to be able that to win
0: because of Travis Kelsey or right. one guy. Yeah. To be
1: able to win the game when it matters, yeah. like every single year to get to that point, that means something. But you keep going back. They're three and zero against him, Joe's three and zero against them. I don't know. I really, really wish better
0: storylines in football is this AFC Championship. That's
1: gonna be. It's gonna be an awesome game. I really wish Pat was healthy. If Pat is fully healthy, I don't. Know. I. Th- I still think I would take Cincy. I think I'm with you. I mm-hmm. think since he is a team who. And it's great to see it because they struggled early in the year, and we had this take on one yeah. of our on our old episodes yeah. since he's on the Super Bowl hangover, right? Struggled early, they figured it out, they won a bunch in a row, and they're right. rolling. So, thoughts of both the guys. I mean, when we talk about all four of these guys, like Purdy's a little bit of the outlier because yeah. he's a rookie, but he's balling. Like, this this is where you envision yourself at as a young quarterback, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Also, like a prediction here.
0: We haven't seen this in a while, but like, remember all the plays Jamar Chase made last year. So I feel like there's only a couple players in the NFL who can score from anywhere on the field. Yeah, right? there's tons of fast guys, mm-hmm. right? Tyreek Hill could juke five, five people and score easily, right? Jamar Chase is one of those. Lamar, he's a quarterback, but he's one of those. For sure. Right. So, but there's only a couple. Like uh-huh. you can maybe you throw Alvin Kamara in there. Jalen Waddle, you got there. You can in probably that. throw Jalen Waddle in there, but like you're not throwing DeAndre Hopkins in there, Mm -hmm. at least the way that I'm categorizing this, Mm -hmm. right? So there's really, like, three, four, five dudes. We just haven't seen Jamar, like... Like, last year, we saw him, like, in Baltimore. like, caught a slant, juked a guy, broke another tackle, jumped over a guy. Like, five people had a chance to to tackle him, and they didn't. Like, we haven't seen that. Like, I'm kind of waiting for that, like, Jamar Chase. Like, he makes plays. He catches the ball. He does all this stuff, but, like, the... Like, how did that guy score right there? So I think that's actually the difference maker. All right, so I think Jamar Chase has a chance to be that game breaker. It's not some, like, novel take here. Jamar Chase is one of the best players in the league. But we haven't, for about a month or so, seen him just, like, take something over after the catch. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be the difference in this game.
1: A big games. This is, you look at the quarterbacks, they're all young, man. Like, 26 or under. Yeah. It's It's crazy. It's Brock, it's Jalen, it's Pat, like, that's yeah. the oldest one, right? Dak yeah. was the oldest one in the last round. I remember seeing that. Dak was the oldest one in the last round, and he still feels young to me. So it's crazy. Young guys taking over, young guys balling, I'm stuck. I mean, playoff football is my favorite thing to watch. Dude, last weekend, so this isn't a humble brag or anything, but
0: like- Probably gonna be. So crazy last week, that was like as much fun as I've had watching football. So of the eight quarterbacks playing, I did draft prep for three of them. And five of them came to QB summits, it was crazy. As that's counselors. Wild. Even like Daniel Jones came as a counselor. So it was kind of crazy. So five of the eight dudes had like woven their way through here.
1: And then one um, of them was on the couch next to you. And then the main thing was Kyle
0: was on the couch and he's been a counselor at 17 summits. Yeah, it was that's crazy. crazy. Incredible stats.
1: All right, pumped. Let us know your predictions in the comments for the games. We're going to be watching them all weekend. So we got, we both got Eagles and Cincy, huh? Eagles, Cincy? Eagles, Cincy. That's going to be a great Super Bowl. I'm saving my Super Bowl pick. Yeah, we can, we can go next week. All right, all right, we're going to get a couple games right now. So this is the first time me and Jordan have been in person. We've been doing it over Zoom. We've been doing a bunch of stuff. It's been good. It's been great, honestly. It's been but, great. But this is, this is what we want to do right here. So we're going to get a couple games with just me and Jordan right now. We've talked a lot of ball. We've talked a lot of different guys. We've talked a lot of coaches, situations. We're We've done gonna... it deep. We've checked it down. We've done it all. A lot of check downs <laughs> out of me. A lot of check downs. <laughs> Yeah, Charlie. As usual, check tape. But what we're going to do right now is we're going to draft our team, right? Mm. We're going to draft our Super Bowl winning team mm. from top to bottom. We're going to go GM. Are we going snake draft here? Well, it's only two people, so we'll just go. go back and forth, okay. Yeah, we'll flip a coin for a home field advantage. All right, yeah. We're going to go GM to start, head coach, quarterback, running back. We will get two pass catchers and a defense. Hmm. All right, we'll go back and forth, go okay. quick. You can you can say it. Give give a little reasoning why we'll move this quick. All right. Okay. I'll let you start. Go ahead. GM pick. GM pick. I'm taking Brandon Bean, Buffalo Mm. Bills. There
0: you go. Right. I can go through the list of all the draft pick hits. People say like, oh, he drafted Josh Allen. Oh no 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 no. They had like the 17th pick in the draft or something. They moved up to 10. They moved from 10 to seven. Tried to get to six. Tried to get to three. Tried to get to one to take Josh Allen. Wow.
1: I didn't know that, bro. He was all
0: in. They were going to take Baker s- at one? No. He was trying to move up and take Josh Allen. So saw it, the writing on the wall, and then the, the due diligence and research that went into the studying Stefan Diggs when he was potentially going to be on the trading block. And then the Minnesota said, no, he's not on the trading block. Then later came on the trading block and he jumped on it and took him right away. So he didn't, he, it wasn't a fly in the pan. It wasn't any of that stuff. He... The research, all that stuff, and then hitting on picks too. You got two safeties in the Pro Bowl. You got, anyways, I'm taking Brandon Bean. Pretty got?
1: I'm going to go John Lynch, 49ers. I'm going to shoot you down. Here you're going to say all your facts. You're going to talk about Trey Lance, yep. right? You're going to talk about Solomon Thomas. You probably don't even know who Solomon Thomas is, huh? You probably talk about him. Okay. Two great players, in my Try opinion. Him. Trey's young. Trey's got a lot of time. And the reason I'm going John Lynch okay. is because of how they built their team, how right? they built it. They're one of the first teams that I've seen in a long time. Maybe this has happened, but I've paid attention in the NFL probably the last eight years. They built their team around the D-line, right? Mm-hmm. And offensive line. Their sure. offensive line is unbelievable, like Trent Williams. I think it's Wisnowski on the right side. Their offensive line is solid. I have firsthand experience with their D-line, played them in 2019. It's mm-hmm. probably the best defensive line I've ever played. They built their team from the front, right? Mm-hmm. They've had the same defense essentially for the last four or five years, starting with Sala. They got D'Amico Ryan's there. They're running the same scheme. They don't like, we've talked about it with Jarrett on here, the 49ers defense. They don't do a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. They just have awesome playmakers. The safety they drafted yeah. this year is a, a pro baller. I don't remember his name. Yeah. Hufunga. Uh, sorry Ufunga for mis
0: Ufunga, Ufunga? Yeah. yeah.
1: Sorry for mispronouncing. Baller, right? So the guys they brought in, right? And they've missed on some guys, like I've said. Trey Lance, I don't know if they... Early to call him a miss, but, you know, he's their backup quarterback, right? Take him with the trade up to get him with a third pick. But trading for McCaffrey this year, I Mm -hmm. think they got a great deal on McCaffrey. And I think since he's been there, he's jump started their offense too, right? I played with McCaffrey in 18 and 19. He's the best player I've ever played with, right? For them to be able to get him and fit him into that team. They got playmakers everywhere. They need to win the Super Bowl, right? They've been a quarterback away. That's been their struggle. But I think just how they've built their team and and the guys they've had and the continuity they've had throughout it all, like going with him is my GM, I like it.
0: the just some whiffs on the draft. I mean Trey,
1: third pick. You can say that with Belichick though too. whiffs 100%. on the draft.
0: Yeah. No, 100%. You can say it with a lot of them. Um, I wouldn't say it with Brandon Bean, but you can say it with a lot of them. Um, Don't forget. Lil- you can't get past the Solomon. The Solomon. Thomas picked, though. He's like, a good player.
1: They traded him. He's dude. on his third team. It does not like, matter, dude. They had
0: the second pick in the draft. Chicago moves from three to two. This is Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes here. Okay,
1: we don't need to get into this too deep. We're good. And then they take Solomon Thomas. So I,
0: there's some whiffs there, but I, I okay. like it. I love. Tra- I
1: love John Lynch. One more, one more comment on Bean before we move on to our head coaches. Hold on. Let me just give John Lynch some love right here. Jesus Christ.
0: This is a this is a unicorn, Hall of Fame player. Yeah. Crazy. Unbelievable broadcaster, dude. He was unbelievable broadcaster. I'm even sure there's some people Dude, he was number two at Fox under Joe Buck and Aikman and could have switched them out. He was one. I mean he did no Kevin clue. Burkhart. He was unbelievable broadcaster. That's awesome. And then go straight to the front office and they're killing it, dude. So killing it. Yeah.
1: Not a bad pick at all. Big John Lynch fan. Okay. Brandon Bean also tried to trade for Antonio Brown, if you don't remember that. Yeah. I know and he didn't. For a hot second. He didn't? No, he he did. And then Antonio Brown went crazy and said, I don't want to play with Josh. I was in I the car that. with Josh when it happened. I didn't know that. That's crazy, huh? Could you imagine that, Antonio Brown and Buffalo? We're going to move on to head coaches. We'll let you go first again. Who are you picking as your head coach? Taking Andy
0: Reid. You were going to take Andy? Yeah. Dude, Andy just cracks me up. He's so good, dude. He's so good. He's so good. Like, all they do is try and push the ball down the field. Yeah. He's cool. one. You know, a Super Bowl, I think one, right? Mm-hmm. a two, I know he went to one in Philly. Like, he's had multiple different quarterbacks that have success. Like, they lose to every kill, they're just as productive. They lose this guy, they're just as productive. Um, that, so, I, I don't know. I have a bunch of reasons, but I'm taking Andy Reid. He just seems, like, just Perfect. so chill, all ball. And he's always
1: in the background, too, right? Yeah, like, he's not
0: an ego guy, yeah. like nothing's about you him. never hear
1: anything about Andy Reid. Yeah, he's just all
0: ball. Great in the State Farm commercial this year, though. Great in the State Farm commercial. Great. One of the most consistent looks in, like, pro football. Him and Madden are, like, just two people who just, like, never change, no matter what. And Belichick. Um, Yeah, he's just iconic. I'm going, how fun would it be to play for him, too? All he Mm -hmm. wants to do is throw it deep all the time. be incredible. And yet, there's just innovation all over the map. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's awesome. And he he lets his players do their thing, too, right? You let me go twice in a row. First, I'm gonna keep letting way. you go. I'm gonna keep letting you go. Okay. You got, you know, you didn't really think about this before. The first pick of every round. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll take it. Alright, who are you going with? I'm gonna go with Dable right now, man. Dude, that'd be my second choice. I'm gonna go with Brian Dable. Yeah. And... This is off of kind of just, you know, being around Josh and hearing his take on him as the OC and how close they were and Every time I'm with Josh, Dable's FaceTiming him and, you know, talking to him and hearing what you've said about him and hearing what everyone said about him and how he's taken a, a Giants team who many people have had their hands on over the past couple of years, mm-hmm. like many different coaching staffs, many different players have been there. A lot of people have tried to make that work. And in one year, it takes them to the playoffs, right? Yeah. You look at that receiver room, they don't have talent out there in the receiver room. Nothing. They don't yeah. got like, a bunch of players. Saquon's a great player, but he's coming off of injuries, right? He's not yeah. the, the he's top tier guy, right? Daniel Jones has always played solid. He had a great year. Dable elevated him. That defense played off the charts this year. Wink Martindale there, awesome yep. D coordinator. And some, I don't know if you were telling me this, but someone was telling me this about how Dable hired. Like most of the times when you get a head coach, they're going to hire their guys, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of guys hired relationship-wise. They're going to yep. like, this is my guy from We were here, here at this place. Yeah, yeah oh, this is my guy in college, blah, blah, blah. And that can work, but I can also be like kind of weird buddy buddy like maybe they're not the best person for the job right. Yeah. From what I heard is Dable didn't do that at all. Like he didn't know Wink Martindale at all. Like maybe just from being coaches but they weren't poised right. So he just got in his interview and he hired the best people that he could find to mm-hmm. run his team. And quick story and we'll move on. When I, was, <laughs> I was with Josh in Buffalo last weekend at his game and he said that Dable FaceTimed him after their win and Minnesota, the playoff game. Mm-hmm. He said he didn't say anything. He just had a cigar in one hand and then he just takes it and he's got a heater in the other hand and just goes <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking hangs up on them. So good. So was oh, gonna be my coach. Awesome. All right.
0: So if you're watching this part of the episode, then you clearly like this, you clearly think we know what we're talking about, and we both both with our second pick, because I took yours in mm-hmm. and Andy Reid. We just both, in our second pick out of all 32, over Bill Belichick, over Sean McVay, we both just took a first year head coach. Mm -hmm. That's how strongly we feel about Brian Dable. I don't know if it was Saban or Belichick, one of the two said this. That he's one of the rare coaches in football who could be an elite offensive coordinator, an Mm -hmm. elite defensive coordinator, or an elite special teams coordinator. I don't know about you, but I don't know shit about special teams. There's no way in hell I could get through a meeting, let alone coach the position. Nah. I can draw defenses for days. There's no way in hell I could be a defensive coordinator in the NFL. Yeah. So this guy to be like an elite NFL coordinator at three different positions means that this dude knows ball yeah. and good a dude like hard nose, all mm-hmm. that stuff too. So yeah, anyways, Brian Dable, again, I said it earlier in the episode, like. I think three to five years from now, we all,
1: everyone points to him as the best coach in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. And we're gonna move on to quarterbacks. Hey, this is gonna be, going be interesting. You got your hands on a lot of quarterbacks. So I'm definitely gonna let you go first because I don't want to take any off the board and make it easy on you. All right, you've trained like let's go through the guys you've trained in the league before we get started on this. Right, you Pat's been through here before. Right, mm-hmm. you didn't train him as much as some other guys. Josh has done draft training with you. Right, Joe Burrow did draft training with you. Like, tons of other guys, like, you named it. Um, Daniel Jones was through here, you know? Like, you've probably had your hands on, like, 10 to 12 starters in the league mm-hmm. that have started at some point this year. Just so we get that out there first. He, he likes all these guys. Mm-hmm. Who are you taking out of all of them? You go first. No. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> um,
0: I'm going to actually hit pause here and think about how i uh, Yes. I wish you didn't hit pause. Who would you take? All right, after taking a second to think about how I answer this question, I want to answer this, If we're going to build, so this is, we're building a team to go on a Super Bowl run. So for me, it's gotta be somebody who's 1-1. You're just trying to spin it. I'm not spinning it. Go ahead, who is it? I, it's Patrick Mahomes, okay. because I gotta pick somebody who's 1-1. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna build a, this thing with Tom Brady, nope. right? He's gonna get it his way, and so I wanna pick somebody who's been there, held that thing, and knows everything that it takes to get there, not dreamt about pause. it. You learned that today, pause. I did learn that, pause today, so no pause, play. And uh, I'm picking, I'm gonna take Patrick Mahomes cuz he's Respect. held that trophy before. That's
1: good, he's held that thing before. He's held that thing, pause. pause. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go, so I like what you did there. I don't think you did this on purpose, but Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, There you go. I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. I'm going to go a similar route. I got Dable as my head coach. They got unfinished business. You're taking Daniel Jones. That's crazy. Taking uh, Josh Allen. And I really want to take Burrow. I think think if you're picking a team, if you're picking a quarterback to start your team with, right, you're picking Pat, you're picking Josh, you're picking Joe, Mm -hmm. right? Who else are you picking in the league?
0: We're not like building from the ground up, but like this year, you can throw Aaron in that mix
1: for sure. Yeah, you can throw Aaron. For sure. That's a good call. I mean, we're just thinking about all the young guys right Some now. Some people
0: yeah. can argue Stafford. Some people would say Lamar.
1: Um, I don't know. For this purposes, I'm going Josh. Shout out to my boy Josh. From a quarterback perspective, I think Pat does things that no one can do, and I think Josh does things that no one can do, and I think both of them do things that – neither of them can do, right? Yeah. I think they both do things that one, one can do and one can, the other can't do. And, I and think, everything we said about Josh
0: earlier about like, the culture and community he's built there, like it's the same thing in Kansas City. Like, exactly, it's the same exact mean? thing. Like,
1: so we got the two horses. And I think personally, I mean, the AFC is just so loaded. Like, those three in the AFC, like, I just wish one of them was in the NFC so we I don't like, it's just like fighting it out before you get to the Super Bowl. I know. Next year, so I'm going Josh. All right. All right, we're gonna move on, we got running backs. I'll go first first on this one. You go first on this one. Just so you don't take my running back. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, of course. Christian McCaffrey, every time. And I don't really need, I feel like I don't need to lobby for him at this point, right? Mm -hmm. When I played with him in 2019, he had 1,000 yards rushing, 1,000 yards receiving. And it's like the first time since, like only one other player has ever done that, Mm. ever. And I remember in the last game, right? So I got benched late in the season. Will agree was a third-round pick that year. They gave him the last two games of the year. Last game of the year, we're playing the Saints, right? Christian needs, like, 63 more passing yards. Will breaks his foot on, like, the second drive of the game. And I'm already, like, I'm already checked out. I'm already in Cali. You know what I mean? (laughs) So there's a funny clip of me on the sideline, like, Summer, my fiance after the game, was like, what are you doing? There's, like, a funny clip of me. They're, like, showing me, and I'm getting ready for the game. And I'm like... (laughs) I'm trying to like psych myself (laughs) out to like lock back into this situation. But when I went in the game, we were already getting smoked. Like they were already up 21-0 on us. Yeah. The whole purpose of me being in the game was like, I'm getting Christian 64 yards. Like I'm getting him the ball. And he he got it. And besides the point, Christian when he gets traded to the 49ers, they go on a roll, right? They're Mm -hmm. good already, they go on a roll. I think he puts them over the edge. I think he's a great leader, a great locker room guy, best back in the league, out of the backfield by far, and one of the best, best backs in the league running the football. So I'm going with Caffrey. I love it.
0: I don't know what his injury situation is right now. I'm going Alvin Kamara. I want to throw it to the running back. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to give it to him in space and do all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like, Derrick Henry's a choice that you can make, but that guy comes out of the game on third down. Yep. I want a back who you can throw it to a ton. I'm going Alvin Kamara. I love his game. Dalvin Cook's a close second for me. Wow. I'm probably forgetting somebody else here. Aaron Jones, maybe. I love Aaron Jones' game, too, but... Um, I'm going Alvin Kamara. I like Alvin. I like it. Throw the back of the backfield. One of the other people's borderline can score from anyone on the field. I, 100%. Yep. We're
1: on to the, the more important position, mm. receivers. You get one receiver, whole league. I saw someone do this list one time, and it was like, I think it was Tyreek Hill saying it. He was like, you can take me one through 20, and any of those guys are a top five receiver. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Any this, of those guys can fit in. This group is the tightest group. Yeah. Yeah. But you get to pick one. Who are you taking? Justin Jefferson.
0: Really? Bro, you know what's crazy about Justin Jefferson? So he came out and threw this offseason?
1: Yeah, I I threw that day. Yeah, I was there. I was nervous to
0: throw to him. He looks like a normal dude.
1: He looks like whatever. That's what I was thinking. He
0: looks like a kid at the Nike opening. Yeah. He's just like kind of tall, pretty skinny. There's no like muscle definition. Like Jamar Chase, like he's got big calves. Does he? He's like kind of jacked. Like he's kind of bubbly. Kind of looks like a Ninja Turtle. Like he's kind of jacked. But like... Justin Jefferson looks like a kid at the opening. He just looks super normal. And yet he runs and he's just like automatically at full speed and then he stopped and like nothing moved. So, anyways, he's a superstar. I love his swag. I love, I don't know, Justin Jefferson. And like I, I got to think about who would be second. You? He's going to get paid big this
1: offseason too, right? He's the best receiver in the league. Who do you got? I don't think he's the best receiver in the league. I think Jamar Chase is the best receiver. In the
0: league. <laughs> Dude, they're both on the same team. college receivers. Yeah, no wonder
1: he threw 61 fucking touchdowns. Jeez, dude. But I think Jamar, going back to what we talked about earlier, he just can score from anywhere on the field. And he makes contested catches consistently. He's always making contested catches. can score from anywhere on the field. He never feels like he's out of control, right? Like, it never looks like he's going full speed because he can make these turns and these cuts and he stops so well. And he's got, like... I mean, this doesn't go with it, but he's got such a good cast around him that they yeah. can't really double him, right? Yeah. They tried to. They tried to, and they almost Either threw a one. touchdown, you know? Yeah. So I'm going Jamar Chase. I think he's the best. Let's go first again. You go first. Okay. You got the Niners. You got the Niners. If you're going to let me go first, I'm going to go to the Niners. You take the Niners. I'm going go to go the Niners. I actually looked up the top defenses before here. Mm-hmm. Who do you think's two? Dallas. Broncos. Didn't watch the Broncos this year. Number two defense in the league. We played them oh, this year. That's crazy. We played them like a the third game of the year, so we weren't really sure who that they corner were. corner is a
0: baller. corners is a baller.
1: Their front is crazy. Before, like before they traded Chubb, I don't know how they were after, but front was crazy. But besides the point, I'm taking 49ers. Like we talked about earlier, they built it from the front. They can rush the passer like nobody else can. Their linebackers are insane. They don't play much. They but but what they do play, they play it at the top level.
0: Mm. I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah? Yeah, I like him. I don't like how much the uh, Diggs guesses, you know, that you can hit him on double moves, he's super undisciplined like, and all that consistently stuff. Consistently, too, yeah. Yeah, but, dude, Mike Parsons is just,
1: unreal.
0: he's unreal. Scary. I mean, he's just chucking people, so, yep. yeah. Neither of us really care about the defenses, so we'll keep that segment short there, but I'll take Dallas, you can have Sam Fran. All right. And away we go. Well, that's ours. We'll probably... Um... In the comments section, by the way, who do you think wins that Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, take a good call. Who do you think wins it? We'll put we'll put it up here. Let's yeah. do a little poll. Be I good. bet
0: you they take my team.
1: <laughs> Duh, I would hope you would bet that. Yeah.
0: All right, that's a lot of talking. Good. That's a lot of football. At first in person. Um, this is kind of cool. I don't know. It's a little different. We've been zooming. Um, we've been talking ball. We've been coordinating. Uh, I don't know. I've never put a, doing a show like this, it's been hard. I don't know. We've been like sending information in Google Docs and all this stuff. So this was just fun to kind of talk ball uh, at the biggest week of the year in yeah. football. And uh Second biggest and super week. fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think this is what we're trying to do next season coming up. So we're we're wrapping season one. You know, we got Super Bowl coming up. Season one's gonna be done soon. we are be transparency with you guys. Season one, we're great. We put all our money into this, like we we bootstrapped this. You know our producer Jake. Um, we got Sam behind the cameras right now. We got a bunch of people that worked on this. We wanted to try and make season one the greatest product that we could for everyone, yeah. right? We wanted to just go after it, and get as many awesome quarterbacks in the best weeks as possible, and and just give you guys the quarterback room. Like here we are, like quarterback room. This is what on exit meeting days. This is probably what we'd be doing in the quarterback room, you know, like for real. especially the three and fourteen, you know. But. Season two is coming up, right? We're going to do a lot more in-person interviews. We're going to have a lot of great guests come on. There's going to be a lot of different content. So if you guys have any ideas, if, you know, any of your quarterbacks that you want to see and and what situations do you want to see them in? Like, you want to see them on the golf course. You want to see them hanging out. You want to see them doing what they want to do. What we want to do is get them in the most comfortable position possible and just talk ball, talk life, you know, just bring you into their lives, our lives, and show you what playing quarterback in the NFL is all about. So... Appreciate you, Jordan. Got anything?
0: Yeah, Um, I mean, it's just like this, the whole thing revolves around this position, right? Like, what do we do with coaching? What do we do
1: with the money? What
0: do the fans care? Just everything revolves around the quarterback. And if you fast forward 10 years, it's just more shit's going to revolve around the quarterback. This isn't going the Mm -hmm. other direction. And so um, I think there's a bunch of amazing podcasts and there's a bunch of amazing different folks creating content in the football space. I don't know. I looked around and see anybody doing what we're doing. So here we are. We're going to continue to bring it to you. Again, like you said, whether it's golfing, whether it's working out, whether it's playing pickleball um, or sitting in the studio and sitting down breaking ball. Um, we got some exciting stuff coming up, some killer ideas. And we got a bunch of buddies who are good at playing quarterback at high levels. We're going to bring them in to our room and we're going to share that with you. So thank you very much. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. And we will see you next week. And that might be from Arizona at the Super Bowl.
1: Come now.